G'day and welcome to Partake. Today I want to talk about the Christian disciple and the world views. Paul writing in Philippians chapter 2 verses 1 to 4. If you have any encouragement from being united with Christ, if any comfort from his love, if any fellowship with the Spirit, if any tenderness and compassion, then make my joy complete by being like-minded, having the same love, being one in spirit and purpose. Do nothing out of selfish ambition or vain conceit, but in humility consider others better than yourselves. Each of you should not look, should look not only to your own interests, but also to the interests of others. I wonder what was your world view before you became a Christian? What is your world view now that you are a Christian disciple? Are there any similarities and differences between the two? What does a Christian worldview consist of? And what are some of the thoughts behind opposing worldviews that are prevalent in Western society today? Take contemporary society. The shock rock group Slipknot in one of their songs describes people as the equivalent of excrement. Reality television programs abound and they love to show the degradation and embarrassment of human participants. In 2005, the London Zoo exhibited humans and treated them as animals in order to reflect humanity's basic nature and place on earth. The uh, multi-million dollar business, which is pornography, despite protests from both religious and non-religious groups, shows both men and women in airbrushed degradation with pictorial and verbal humiliation. All these treat humans as mere, undignified, gloryless commodities to be used and degraded, albeit in the main part, willingly. Some treat other people as either their equal or of lesser concern than themselves. This is following what is commonly called the golden rule, which is due to others what you would have them do to you. And further, furthermore, there is a thinking that there are no certainties or absolutes in life, just your own perspective. Morality is a private thing, and what is right for you may not be right for me, and don't dare tell me that I am wrong in any aspect of my life. My morals are mine, and mine alone, and it is my right. As for religion, all religions inevitably lead to some form of God or gods, that is, if any exists at all. And then we have uh, Darwinism and scientific materialism, or atheism. And Richard Dawkins, the eminent Oxford biologist and atheist, decrees that humans are merely a minuscule section in nature's rich spectrum. And Darwinism explains not only how we got here, but that our, that our purpose has evolved, just as we have evolved biologically and sexually. Based on this hypothesis, he sees no reason for a creator or any form of intelligent designer, as man evolved by chance and random variations. Further to this, he views humanity as just one little twig amongst the order of primates. He does, however, admit that humans have probably evolved as far as they can, and further concedes that there is no definitely accepted account regarding life's beginnings. And this atheistic and naturalistic theory goes on to deny the very existence of a spiritual world, 
in claims that our emotions such as love, fear, hatred and guilt or our thoughts and feelings are merely physical and chemical in origin. Let's contrast these with a Christian worldview. Atheistic views are entirely theoretical and are based entirely upon presupposed disavowal and disbelief in any form of deity, whether personal or impersonal, and belief that any kind of faith is blind, non-evidential and irrational. Juxtaposed against this thought, Genesis 1 asks us to rejoice in the knowledge of who we are as the pinnacle of all creation. The early Greek patriarchs likened the creation of humanity to a royal leader being shown his new palace. Again contrasts those worldviews against scripture which says that humanity, both male and female, is made in the image of God, the Imago Dei, and is therefore, according to one of the church fathers, made to reflect the divine. Paul, when writing to the Thessalonian church, said, May God himself, the God who makes everything holy and whole, make you holy and whole, put you together, spirit, soul and body, and keep you fit for the coming of our Master, Jesus Christ. 1 Thessalonians 5, verse 23 When God created humanity, it was in His image that they were created. The Bible indicates that humans are composed of three parts, body, soul and spirit. The spirit and soul are only separable in thought and are probably best seen as two separate dimensions of the non-material side of a person. The spirit relating to God and the soul relating to earth. All three parts, spirit, soul and body, have an important role to play in our humanity. The whole person is valuable to God, not just the spirit, as Paul wrote to the Thessalonians in 1 Thessalonians 5 verse 23. Other philosophies and religions have tried to portray the body as evil or irrelevant, and this has crept into some parts of Christianity, with the traditions of priestly celibacy and asceticism. A breakdown in any of these areas can cause imbalance in other areas. For example, research has shown that sometimes physical sickness can be caused through emotional turmoil. Studies have also revealed that mental illness may occasionally be caused through guilt or a feeling of unforgiveness. As humans, we are created in His image, that is the image of God. And as Christian disciples, we were bought at a price when Jesus died on the cross. And a biblical Christian worldview should include the following. God created humanity in his own image, and therefore humans are higher than the animal world. We are the pinnacle. Humanity subsequently rebelled and disobeyed God. God then took the initiative and promised a way out through his chosen Messiah. This Messiah was Jesus Christ, and he had simultaneously both human and divine natures. It was he who as God stepped into history and became confined for a short while by time and space. He was born so that when he died on the cross, it was to pay the price so that all of humanity could be freed from slavery to sin and disobedience, if only they chose to accept and believe in him as God. Jesus Christ rose again physically from the dead, ascended into heaven and now sits at the right hand of the Father. Those who don't accept him as Lord and Saviour will spend eternity apart from him. He is the only way to God and all other paths lead to destruction. That is why Christianity is the only true and permanent hope 
for the world as Christian disciples living in the 21st century we are to place God first others second and ourselves last that is the path a Christian disciple is to walk following and serving both God and others is by taking up our cross just as Jesus Christ took up his cross Luke 9.23 and following his life devoted to being a servant of others as Christian disciples we have God in the person of the Holy Spirit living inside us as a deposit for our future life with Jesus Christ Ephesians 1 verse 13 to 14 with his help we are being transformed into the very image of Jesus Christ 2 Corinthians 3.18 Philippians 3 verse 20 to 21 you yourself may be able to add other things to this in order to form your own world view for more to think about please do read for yourself Philippians chapter 2 verse 1 to 18 ask yourself the following questions writing them down if you can and see how you respond or react to them then why not share your answers with your spouse or a close friend so that you can pray over any issues together question one how has and is my worldview being developed and transformed into a worldview similar to that of Jesus Christ question two how has my life been transformed in the last year and in what way can I continue to be transformed into the very image of Jesus Christ question three in what way do the Apostles Creed and Nicene Creed help and reinforce my understanding of a Christian world view as ever if you have any comments to make on this please do contact me at partakehotmail.co.uk thank you and God bless you